to shoot. David Beckham. Oh, goodness me. Awful long time. And now they're stretched at the back. The US have numbers. Altidore squares it. Dempsey's missed it. Donovan has it. From hope, there is glory. It's London Donovan. Pelota se va escorriendo hasta que llegan los botines de JJJ con la derecha. This is Sunday Luke's finest podcast with David and Obi. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Sunday League's Finest. I'm Obi Hernandez, and your co-host is... David Donis. Welcome to Sunday League's Finest, man. World Cup is tomorrow. Today is Wednesday. Are you excited, Obi? Dude, I'm super stoked. I've been waiting for this for uh, so many years. I can't even remember it. Now, four years, you know, after each World Cup. It feels like, you know, the four years feels like it actually goes by fast. And then I feel like that last, like, six months, you know, when it officially becomes 2018, I feel like that just drags on. What do you think? Yeah, I feel you. I've had a boner for the last six months waiting for this thing to start. <laughs> you got some big blue buzz, huh? <laughs> yeah, but the day, finally here. Even this this week, I'm like, every day, I'm like, man, come on, come on. And uh, we had something to hold us over for a little bit because we were all anticipating the decision of the who's going to win the 2026 World Cup bid. And guess who won it? Uh, Morocco. Morocco, baby. We're going to Morocco. <laughs> USA. 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 So that's what happens, dude. So you don't make the World Cup, so you buy your World Cup bid. USA. USA. Now, that's basically what Canada did, because we all know Canada never going to make the World Cup. (laughs) Oh, dude, they weren't even in the top six uh, this last World Cup qualifying campaign. Yeah, they just made sure that they got in somehow. They're like that that annoying, like, third person that you're just like, um, I guess you can join us. You mean you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, but I mean the Congo Cup teams can't really complain because they get their three cups, the three spots up for uh, for qualifying, and you don't have to compete with Mexico or USA, so they still have a better chance, anyways. You know. Yeah, I get you. I get you. And but, Guatemala's back, dude. Uh, Guatemala's no longer suspended, and they officially announced their um, their first friendly. Did you hear who it's against? Nah, who? Uh, Argentina. What man? Yeah. Jeez. I thought they were gonna try to ease ease their way in. No, nah, they said we want to go back to getting rammed. <laughs> They're like, we're campeones, so we have to play against campeones. <laughs> <laughs> that means champions for all our English speaking listeners. There you go. So it is scheduled September seventh of uh, this upcoming year uh, versus Argentina in LA. So I'm gonna try to go watch that one. Oh man, that's cool. I'm finally glad they're off suspension because it really sucked. I mean, it was a good what, like year and a half that they were two years, yeah, two years. That's I mean, that will really stifle growth. But hopefully, Guatemala can start out with a clean slate. I mean, there's no um, Pescadito Ruiz anymore. (laughs) They got to look to the future for to get some youngins out there. Maybe some Guatemalan Americans that are playing MLS. Who knows? Um, yeah, I mean they, but they went back and they hired the same old coach from before. So I see that as step backwards. Let's switch gears. <laughs> what was that? I said nobody gives a shit about Guatemala. So let's. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, focus on the main thing: the World Cup, man. Who do you think is going to win tomorrow? Um. Well, I have Russia in my uh, bracket that I did that we we put money on. So I got to have Russia winning, and I think they're going to take it two zero. 
Um, and I also have Saudi Arabia and the other pool that I'm in. So they pretty much have no chance. So I <laughs> donated my money to the pot on that one. You donated your money to me. I appreciate that. <laughs> what? Who, who'd you get again on your pool? Uh, I got Uruguay. So I don't see them taking it all, but I definitely see them uh, maybe having a shot at getting to the semifinals. So I make, a, you know, my money back and plus some. But, um, yeah, dude, I think Russia's going to beat Saudi Arabia tomorrow. Um, I don't think it would be too convincing, like, on the field. But I think they'll, they'll put their chances away. So they'll win. Uh, I'm hoping for a 2-1 just to make it exciting, but more than likely 2-0. Now, if Russia comes out and blows out Saudi Arabia, then that'd be pretty cool, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, are you going to be able to catch it? Catch it? Oh, definitely. Definitely, dude. I don't work. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> to work. This is the best time for them. Yeah, unemployed right here. Yeah, I'm still debating um, because I'll be at work if I really want to follow along with it at, at work. Or just wait to watch the replay later or record it just so I can really sit down and enjoy it. Um, so I'm kind of debating. If if you record, I mean, it's the first game. So if you record it, just got to make sure all our listeners don't tell uh, David Donis. <laughs> yeah, I'm about, like, I'm about to not check my social media and freaking hide our messages in our group texts. I know how you guys like to do. Yep, yep. Well, David, building on top of the World Cup here, still in the same standing. Spain firing their coach. What do you think about that? Dude, I was trying to read up on it because I was like, why in the world would you do that? And apparently it was just because he signed with Real Madrid. Yeah. I don't really get the reasoning. It's because he got a coaching gig. Apparently there's this um, thing that Spain has that you're allowed to go speak with their coaches, their managers, but you have to go through them. You have to tell the federation, hey, coach. And then, you know, they let you know, okay, you can talk to them. So what happened was Real Madrid did not go to them because we all know what would have happened if Real Madrid contacts Spain and says, hey, we're interested in your coach. What's Spain going to say? Okay, you can talk to him after the World Cup. So Real Madrid just went around Spain and contacted the coach. Um, my thing is Real Madrid should have just not announced that he had signed until after the World Cup. And everything would have been fine. But basically, Spain did it as a, you went against our rules, our policies, so you're fired. Wow. Well, yeah. What, do you, what and, do you think about the decision? you think it was the right one? or? Uh, look, if I'm looking at it from the outside and saying these are the rules, these are the set rules in your contract, you know, you can speak to other clubs, but you have to, like, let the federation know, then, yes, I think it's the right move. Now, right before World Cup, like literally a day before the World Cup starts, it, it's tough, dude, because now it's you got to think of the mindset of the players, dude. You know, the, this coach that had took him all the way here is now gone. So what do you think the players are thinking? You know, are they going to go in with the same confidence and everything? And it's kind of difficult. And at the same time, some of these Sp- Spanish players will be playing for this coach after the World Cup as well. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I, I personally don't think, uh, it's the right decision to make because you're pretty much saying because of the rules, we're going to fire you. But at the same time, we're putting our world cup hopes like in jeopardy because of it. And I don't know any other federation that would really make that decision. I, I don't know if you had a decision, would you, would you make the same one the Spain federation did? 
it's difficult. It's difficult. Um, but I would I would have to say yeah because I uh, you know I'm taking on a little more responsibilities here in local soccer, nothing that grand scale. But the rules we set, and if we don't, imp- you know, apply them, then then the coaches are going to think they can do whatever they want, and it's just you know it's the rules are the rules and. I'm pretty sure they didn't take the decision lightly. I'm pretty sure they didn't want to do it, but they don't want it to happen again, so they wanted to make an example of the coach. That's a tough one, man, because Spain were heavy favorites to win this World Cup, and it'll be interesting to see if you know they have a, a meltdown where they don't even get out of the group or something crazy like that, and you, everybody would point to this decision and be like, well, it's probably because the coach got fired. Yeah, yeah, I agree, but... I'm wondering, did do you know if they fired their entire staff? Uh, I, I, I didn't see anything about that, so I would assume it was just the coach. So in that case, I mean, really, in any situation, obviously the head coach is, you know, the main guy in charge and usually the brightest of the bunch, but the assistant coaches know what they've been doing. And, I mean, there's been plenty of cases where assistant coaches have to step in and just coach the team, so – at this point, it's kind of more of a implement what their strategy was, and I believe the assistant coaches are more than capable of doing that. I know they did bring on a coach, um, a Real Madrid legend, um, supposedly, uh, a goalkeeper, but I'm not sure if he was on staff before. Have you heard anything about that? Nah, I haven't. Yeah, so it's I, I read about it. They... It's some weird thing, but I mean, I I think the assistant coaches should be able to still handle the circumstances because they know exactly what the, the strategy was, and I, I still see Spain making a good run. So you say they they still perform the same regardless of the coach. Um, they they're not going to perform as good as they would have because of the confidence and the mindset. So I I they may stumble in the first game, and then I see them recover recover. Got it. System, right? European system. Yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit weird, dude. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. World Cup's coming up. I'm excited. Uh, what? I guess. What are you uh, more looking forward to? Like, what? What are your high points? Do you think some players are really gonna shine? Do you see think some players are gonna flop? Do you think some countries are gonna shine and others are gonna flop? Just tell me some of your thoughts about the World Cup. So. That, I mean, dude, we've been speaking about this for so long that uh, – so, basically, I really want Egypt to do well because we all know Mohamed Salah, you know? So, I, 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 I want him to be able to do the same he does for the club as he does for his do country. You, so I want, I'm sorry to interrupt. Do you think the Estrellas, the stars, are going to show up? Mo Salah, Ronaldo, Messi, Neymar, do you think they're all going to show up? Ah, oh, that's a tough one, dude. I think Neymar, the way he's been playing, I think de- definitely Neymar will show up. Uh, Messi's always, he's either a hit or a miss with Argentina. I hate to say it. Who, who um, gets who gets uh, the Ballon d'Or, Oro, and who gets the uh, MVP? Oh, dude, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, I don't know. Who do you say? Um, I'm thinking because I have Brazil taking it all. I assume they're going to score a good number of goals. So I think Neymar is going to get the 
the golden boot or the golden ball, whatever you call it. But I think the MVP is going to be Messi for just pull, pulling the strings like he always does for for Barcelona and Argentina. And even, you know, here's an honorable mention that I think might also show up is uh, Griezmann. Oh, yeah, Antoine Griezmann. Yeah. But I think Mo Salah, if he had a better team, he would get the golden uh, golden boot. But I think because Egypt um, is going to have their work cut out for them, they're going to be barely scraping by with 1-0 or maybe 2-1 victories if they get out of the group or even just a tie. So I think it's going to be really tough for Mo Salah to really get on the scoring sheet. Uh, yeah, but I, I think I, I still see him doing it. You know, the country that I'm actually hoping does well, um, that I see them getting a semi-chance is Peru. Um, they're, they're more of a sleeper, but I mean, dude, they qualified in one of the, in my opinion, one of the toughest regions in South America, you over, know, over, South America. They did the, really good in the last World Cup. Yeah, exactly. And so... I, I, I don't say I'm going to see them go deep, maybe not even semifinals, but I, I'm, I'm rooting for Peru, and I, I can definitely see them making quarterfinals. Yeah, you know, the, the games I'm really most excited to see is um, anything with Egypt, anything with, with Peru, and anything with Iceland. So. Yeah, Iceland. Did you hear what Iceland's captain said about Messi? What? He's short. His comments. Is, uh, He's what? short. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said that uh, he, that he's not. He does not really worried about Argentina. Yeah. Messi does. Messi doesn't really yeah. scare him. He's not. He's not Cristiano yeah, Ronaldo. Son. Was he, yeah, was he trying to get on Ronaldo's good side? Apparently, he's probably trying to get bought to whatever Ronaldo's team is going. Like he bought for his agent. <laughs> Dang, dude, that's crazy. But yeah, I mean. Those comments are a little bit harsh. I agree. Argentina doesn't play well together, but oh, dude, if Argentina were to play well together, chemistry, everything, literally, Argentina would be like unstoppable, in my opinion. Yeah, player for player, they're probably Argentina, one of the best in the world. Well, the best. You know in when the world. Argentina plays uh, Iceland, it's gonna be like uh, Game of Thrones, where they're like, protect the wall, protect the ice wall, the giant <laughs> wall, and Argentina. Winter is coming. You're trying to break them down for 90, 90 minutes, man. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I think I still have Iceland going through, but I think they lose that game against Argentina. Um, but yeah, I'm still excited to see those teams. Um, what about? Uh, do you have any uh, teams that you think are really going to underperform that aren't going to live up to the moment? Oh, that's difficult. I, ha- I have um... one that. Who do you have? It's not going to make you happy. Who do you have? Mexico? I think Mexico flops. I think Mexico comes out strong against Germany and either tie or lose like 1-0, maybe even like 2-1. But I think against the rest of the teams, they're going to like tie or lose. Hmm. I think Mexico is one of those teams that play to their opponent. Oh, they definitely do. They drop their level constantly. But then they're going to drop against uh, South Korea. And, I mean, Sweden's a good team. So, I think that one is really going to be the determining game. Um, I I see that one probably ending in a draw. But I think Mexico's going to draw against South Korea. And then Sweden's going to pick up the points against uh, South Korea. Hmm. I actually see Portugal underperforming. That's another one that I was like, yeah, it's a possibility. Because you think about... 
uh, you know, last World Cup that the U.S. went over uh, Portugal, right? Yeah. So that's pretty Yeah. Dude, I mean, I see them getting out of their group just because of who's in it, Morocco and Iran. But I, I, I don't see them. I see them getting knocked out in the round of 16. And to me, if you're the European defending champions, you should not be getting knocked out in the round of 16. That's true. That's true. And I, so I see it as underperformance. I, I, I agree with you, too. I don't think they make it past the round of 16. Um, and, you know, another one that everybody likes to poke fun of is there's always England there. Um, I actually say they, they overperform I, this I, year. So everyone everyone expects them to just drop out, flunk out. And the way I've been seeing them in these friendlies, although people say, oh, friendlies don't really tell you how a team's going to do. I, I think they're playing really well, and I see them making a deep run. Not, I don't see them semifinals, but definitely quarterfinals. I, I agree with you. I think uh, England and probably um, even I think Colombia is going to do pretty pretty well in this World Cup. So, uh, but yeah, England be, just because they I, I, they they didn't get out of the group last last World Cup, right? No, uh, they lo- they stayed it behind Costa Rica. Remember, dude, I was I was looking up the World Cup uh, for 2014 World Cup. Just check it out. I forgot how deep Costa Rica went, how close they got to get into the semifinals. Yeah, they lost in PKs versus Netherlands. Yeah, which is freaking – that's crazy to, to think that a Congo Cup team can go that far. Um, do you think they do the same thing this year? I just uh, – I think they have an, uh, one of the oldest teams, and I think they just can't reciprocate what they did last time. I agree. It's still going to be tough, a tough team. Because they're they you know they, they they sit back and they just have a, a killer counter attack with uh, Ureña and uh, Brian Ruiz, so always dangerous. But uh, I I just don't see it happening this time. Do you think Panama gets a single point? Let's see. Who, do you remember who was in the group? Belgium, Panama, Tun- uh, Tunisia, Tunisia, and England. Tunisia. Tunisia how do you say? Yeah. Tunisia. Uh, uh, I I'm mean, well, they'll probably get uh, one against Tunisia because I think, I think I, I, you don't even see them beating Tunisia. Yeah, I don't see them beating. Uh, they could be, but I think I was looking at the rankings and they had uh, Tunisia ranked as a thirty, their thirty second team, and then Panama was number thirty one. Um, I think there might be weaker. That cannot be FIFA no, rankings. There's no way. Somebody, I saw an article that just somebody posted the rankings of the. Oh, okay. And I was like, Panama's not 31. There's there's worse teams than Panama, like Iran and Morocco. And, um, you know, there's a, a handful of other teams that Panama is better. Oh, no, but you know that these 32 teams aren't ranked th- number 32 oh, in the yeah, world, right? Not. USA, I think, is still ranked 25 yeah. in the world. Yeah, I mean, look at the Netherlands. They're in the top 10, right? Yeah, even Chile. I think Chile is, like, number yeah. 8. Um, hey, Sidetrack, I'm sorry, but what do you think about that? If you don't make the World Cup, are you still technically should you still be in the top 32 teams in the world? Well, that's how the rankings work. You'd have to change the rankings completely. Which I mean, it might change a little bit now that we have these uh, nation leagues for friendlies. But I mean, you get your ranking based on the games you play and if you win. So like when you play when you play in qualifying, you win a qualifying game, you get a lot more points for that. So, you know, all, all that stuff goes into your overall ranking, which is how, I mean, obviously it's debatable whether it's, it's fair or not or if it works or it's, it's really representative because you can have 
No, I get it. But what I'm saying is if you don't qualify, shouldn't you drop drastically in points-wise? And if you qualify, shouldn't you win a lot of points? Yeah, I could. Be. Yeah, I guess it would it work. You would just have to, I guess, what, just say, hey, if you qualify, you get this X many points. And if you don't, you lose this many points. But then yeah. what happens to the teams that, I guess, the teams that phase out, like, three years before the World Cup even, before, uh, I mean, three years, like, prior to the World Cup, they just drop out of qualifying way back then. How many points do they lose versus somebody like the U.S. that made it almost all the way to qualifying? That's that's where you kind of take into consideration all the friendlies and everything. So, basically, same system now, except, like, if you didn't qualify, you just drop out of the top 32. Yeah. Well, I- like, well, well should not be there. Italy should not be there. USA shouldn't be there. But it's hard to say because the thing Dude. is uh, – so, sorry, are you saying like the uh, the World Cup team should be ahead of everybody that didn't qualify? I mean, technically speaking, we're saying it's the best of the best uh, in the World probably. Cup. I know it's not. I know it's not because Italy's better than Panama. But technically speaking, we're saying it's the best thirty-two teams in the world. Nah, I disagree with you. I just think that's just this is just how the tournament works. Because there's no way I can see Tunisia that should be ranked above the Netherlands or Chile. Dude, Tunisia's ranked number 21 in the world, and Netherlands is ranked 17. Well, I'm being for real. I'm looking at the rankings. Because the, like, the rankings are based off who you play. So you obviously play people in your region. Um, so, I mean, the rankings are kind of just all over the place. So you really can't take it too much seriously, except for, like, the really, like, top five teams. But Yeah, I guess. Anyways. Uh, well, get- David, oh, you got anything else to say? One, one quick question. Do you think um, – Hymas is going to have a bounce back in the World Cup because you know that's how he got big is from the last World Who, Cup. Who James? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think he, he I think he does a a good World Cup. Uh, nothing compared to what he had last year, last World Cup. Because I mean, his he's pretty much fallen out of the spotlight. Uh he has, but he's been doing well with Bayern Munich. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Uh, it, it wasn't uh, uh, Goetze, wasn't left, he was left out of the Germany squad, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Same cool. as Leroy Sané. That scored the uh, World Cup winning goal for 2014. Yep. It's right. crazy, dude. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Four years. Four, four yeah. years ago, you had no job and you were... Oh, wait. <laughs> um, all right. Think you're yeah, funny? All right. Uh, last last thing. So, uh, as everybody should know by now, U.S., Canada, Mexico won the 2026 World Cup bid over Morocco. Tell me what this means to you personally and what this means for the United States when it comes to soccer. So, what it means to me personally is that I'm finally going to be able to achieve my dream of going to a World Cup because it's in my own backyard. <laughs> I'm definitely going to go hey, watch I a few games. I don't know if you're going to be able to afford the tickets. Hey, I'm starting to save my $2 a month right now. <laughs> Does anybody know that? How the what? World Cup tickets run? Dude, I have no idea. I'm pretty sure like 150 bucks for nosebleeds. Because there's just like so many people. Because I'm thinking about now, like even if the U.S. plays somewhere not close to Georgia, I'm going to go see them. At least one game. Yeah, so I'm definitely. I think everybody... It, in the U.S. would do that, and that's probably what everyone does in whatever country you are in. 
Everybody. Yeah, and think about the flights, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a big money maker. That was probably that was the biggest selling point that I think people made the decision because it was the U.S. and Canada bid or United bid, whatever, said they would generate fourteen billion dollars of profit to FIFA compared to the seven billion that Morocco would produce. Mm, they just randomly made up that number, and now they're like, "Holy crap, we got to figure out how to make yeah, this." Yeah, Morocco's like, "Oh, here's our revised bid. We actually say twenty billion dollars. We're gonna have a little kid." <laughs> 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 I will go. I will go submit to host the World Cup in the city of Bakersfield alone. And be like, you're gonna make eighteen million off of us. <laughs> eighteen million. Oh, uh, but yeah. So yeah, you. We'll get to see the World Cup. Um, I think the biggest thing is just gonna see what how the noise is around it. You know, part of the World Cup is not just the games, but the atmosphere. So it's gonna be interesting to see how the atmosphere is around the games, around the country how the non-soccer people take it. And I really think that it's going to grow the game. Uh, you know, we kind of had a setback with this World Cup with the U.S. not qualifying, but I think this is something that kind of lightens the blow and it gives us something to look forward to. Definitely, dude. I think it's going to grow the game drastically. Like, these people that aren't sure about soccer, once it's here in their own backyard, and they're going to probably go watch it. Let's face it, there's a bunch of people that – don't like soccer, but have money to invest, I guess you could say, in soccer, they're going to probably just go watch a few games and they're going to be blown away by the atmosphere. Yeah, uh, I agree. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, I don't know if you saw the reaction, but there's a, a, a thing on a video of Alexi Lalas. Uh, oh, yeah. And Fernando Fury uh, reacting. And that was like, oh, man. Yeah. I, I, it kind of hit me of how important it is that, you know, it's a big deal to host a World Cup because it's, it's really rare for a country to host it. Um, they yeah. last held it not so long ago in 94. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty crazy. And, I mean, it's, it's the first time I think that three countries hosted together, yeah. right? Because they've done two before. Yeah. So, it's going to be a crazy time. I'm, I'm actually going to try to go watch a game in Canada and in Mexico, you know, obviously, if, if money's right. But I think that would be sick to watch a game here. And then watch a game in Mexico and watch a game in Canada. Yeah, yeah, that it would be really cool. And I, I think we're just gonna break records like crazy of uh, the last ones we set. Um, and especially, I, I, I was looking at another article, and uh, apparently the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta was front and center. Um, so that got a lot of light. So I'm sure we're gonna get a couple of games there. I think, I think you're gonna get a semifinal game in Atlanta, but I think. They're going to do the um, championship in L.A. Yeah, I could see that. Or I was thinking um, a Cowboy Stadium just because that sucker's like – I was thinking the same thing. People, but they're probably like, hey, we got to put a freaking Mexico game there. Because if you put a Mexico game, you're going to have 100,000 people show up. And in Texas? Heck yeah, bro. 8,000 people of them are going to be Mexican. But, but they won't They won't do it. Mexico's going to host all of their group oh, stages, yeah, I bet right, you anything. Too. Yeah. yeah, Mexico's going to host all of Mexico's games, and Canada's going to host all of theirs. Yeah, that's true. It makes sense. So it would only be if, uh, if if Mexico progresses to the next stage where it puts them there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, well, the World Cup tomorrow, and uh, I think that's all I have for this week. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, man, it's good. It's excited. Everybody, uh, catch the games if you can. If not, do what I do and watch it on replay. 
tell your friends not to uh, spoil anything and just enjoy it, man. It's going to be a party for the next month. Enjoy it. Yep. All right, everybody, stay tuned. Next week, we're going to be covering a bunch of World Cup games and uh, pretty stoked. All right, peace, y'all. Peace.